everybody. Welcome back to First and Last. My name is Josh, and this week we've got Joe. Hey, man. And Jimmy. What's up? Hello, shoulder dancing <laughs> spaghetti boy. Uh, yeah. That's what Jimmy was I'm just doing. Trying to, I'm just going to do weird stuff over here to see if I can get you guys to crack up that no one no one will know what's happening i'll just put a post-it note over my computer screen where you are so i won't Uh-oh. ever be able to tell and it's all right how's everybody's weeks going best ever uh, yeah yeah fine i don't know my dog's I been mean, kind of an asshole <laughs> asshole what's dog she, what's she doing she just <laughs> doesn't She's in this, I don't know if it's like a teenager, she's six months old, and she just will not listen to me right now. <laughs> like, it finally, it's like warm enough, took her outside to the to the dog park. It's been like, you know, a while. It's been like below freezing for a while, so it didn't, didn't take her out there. And she just, just bolted from me, and I spent an hour just like trying to grab her after that. Like in the little, or I don't know, I guess I don't know how big the area it's a big place. of the dog park is. It's yeah. a big place. There's like woods. <laughs> like, oh, she's oh, gone. But it's all it's all <laughs> fenced in at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, God, it's this is too big. There's no way. <sighs> Good times. That's nice. I mean, I texted you, Jimmy, the other day. I forget when that I, for some reason, had decided to watch all of the X-Men movies. Oh. Oh, yes. even like the like side character movies. Yeah. Today I watched X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. I, I literally, I, well, I start, I started it yesterday. That's like the bad one, right? I finished it. <laughs> it's so bad. It, okay. I mean, they're, I think both the Wolverine origin movies are the bad one. I think. <laughs> the, the second one, the like Tokyo one isn't as bad. And then Logan's like real good. Oh, Logan's good, good, good. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but that's not like a origin one. The most recent X Men one is real bad. The Dark Phoenix. Dark is that Phoenix the one? is pretty bad. I and haven't even seen that one. It it's uh it was on HBO. I don't know if it's still streaming, but um and then I haven't seen the the um the new one mutants. with Maisie. Yeah, New Mutants. So where are you, Josh? In the well, so I watched one, and then I watched X2, and then I couldn't figure out where... I, well, I basically just didn't want to bother finding how to watch Last Stand, and then just... <laughs> I'll run it over. And then just uh, the next one in line would have been X-Men Wolverine Orange, Origins, the one I watched. So I just watched <laughs> that one. Oranges. It's so... Oranges. God, it's the worst name, too. Um <laughs> So I watched that one. So really, I, I went out of order. I have to go back and watch Last Stand. Okay. But even just those four movies, like there's no continuity whatsoever <laughs> at all. It's just ridiculous. I mean, characters are the same. <laughs> People like sort of. Actors play the same characters. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's the continuity. Um, but Also, you got to watch um, Last Stand because Brendan... No, not Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Um, oh, he's Beast. Is Beast. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer is Beast, and he's an excellent Beast. Yeah, I no, think. I do. I do like him as Beast. It's funny. Also, one of the best lines 
in all of the X-Men series is in Last Stand. I'm pretty sure it's in that one. And it, it's, uh, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Oh, I think yeah, that's the... <laughs> actually says it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wonderful. That's, that's going to happen. one of the best. <laughs> oh, yikes. It is think... funny in the... In this Origins one, they definitely had, like, people in it that are like, oh, like, that's, like, who's the diamond skin lady that was played by January Jones and... Uh, Emma Frost. Yeah. yeah. She's, like, in this one, but, cool. like, they never really name her, but she's just there for a second. Mm-hmm. It's just weird mm-hmm. stuff like that where it's like, is this going to work with, like, first class? Is this going to make any sense now when you're in that movie? But... This is oh. an exercise in mostly patience. I'm just going to have fun with it. Nice. And play PlayStation Vita while these movies are on. Wait, aren't a bunch of them on Disney Plus now because they own Fox? Yeah, some of them are, but like Last Stand's not for some reason. Oh, okay. I'm pretty They're sure. They're still working on the rights. Yeah. Interesting. So. Interesting. Who knows? All right. Well, this isn't an X-Men podcast <laughs> as, as much as I'd love it to be. And <laughs> Uh, this is a TV podcast and Joe for anybody who is now sad that we're not talking about X-Men anymore and is new to first and last. What is this podcast? (laughs) Uh, Are we going to get copyright stricken? Copyright stricken? Yeah. (laughs) Jimmy's screwing us right now. This whole part is being censored. We're going to have to give up our uh, blue apron money for this episode. Give it to charity. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's how copyright strikes work yeah is you did bad give thing? it a trip more like manscaped money that's like the only ad i hear anymore hmm Stop i don't know I don't... giving them airtime until they pass Joe, what is this podcast about i don't listen to podcasts uh it's a tv pod <laughs> we take a tv show each week um and watch and analyze the first and the last episode and nothing in between usually shows we Never. haven't seen so we like just watch the first and skip right to the end and see like what happened um you guys ever do that with like a book like you like read the beginning a little bit and then skip to the end to see like what the last page says constantly yeah hmm. i've done that one exactly one time with the last <laughs> harry potter book yeah so i also read the very first chapter of the first harry potter book so really i i did that to the whole series the first and lasted harry potter well, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna get some hate messages about that. I be, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's you know that's <laughs> that's the gimmick here. Um, and I think I picked the show this week, and I think it's a show. I don't know that any of us like watched regularly, but we um, we're all familiar with it, and I feel like we've referenced it on this podcast a lot. Um, mm. So it'll be interesting to see the first and last. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, we will be. Uh, what's, what, what's the show? You I have picked uh, Mad About You. Yes. Oh, yes. Starring Paul yes. Reiser and Helen Hunt. Oh, man. So, okay. So this, we've like looked for this. I've I know that I have like actively sought this show several times and not mm-hmm. found it so it's finally streaming at something yeah it's available on amazon and i actually found it because i was just like browsing shows on amazon and i saw that they made they made like a revival of this show like 
12 episodes in like 2019 no like way. four yeah like four amazon um but then yeah then i looked it up and saw that they did have they do have the original run on amazon as well excellent how long yeah. did original run go do you know Joe? Uh, seven seasons from 92 to 99 no eight Ooh. seasons can't count but that's fine there we'll was, go we'll... yeah for some reason there was like a different theme song for the last season i don't know <laughs> 176 episodes yeah that's a lot episodes oh man i i've definitely uh when i was a young lad because when was this originally on 99 no 92 to 92 to 99 yeah so somewhere in that me being uh like 7 to 10 area while it was kind of middle of its thing i definitely remember i had a tv in my room and mad about you was like on sometimes at like 9 or 10 p.m i think yeah for some reason i whatever time slot it was i definitely saw this quite a bit as a like preteen as well yeah are they in Unless it was a are they in new york in this show does new york sound right i think so i feel like all of these so. nbc shows like friends seinfeld caroline in the city they're like all just like shows about being in new york right yeah that makes sense the only thing i really remember so it's paul reiser and helen hunt i don't remember their names Mm -hmm. uh they're married they have a dog it's like a it's like a lab of some sort i believe and then like paul has like some friend that he has that hangs out with them. And then like, I think Helen has like some female friend that like they are friends with. And then it's just them doing, uh, sitting around in the apartment doing sitcom stuff. Right. (laughs) Did I do it? Are we done? Yeah, we nailed it. (laughs) I don't even remember the friend, but yeah, I think it's just like a young married couple in New York. Yeah. Different from different from like a Seinfeld because it's not, focused on friends it's focused on like a relationship uh-huh and i guess the same difference from friends also because it's not friends <laughs> right i'm trying to think of what like the catalyst for the show is you know i mean it's the first episode just like hey this is a married couple in new york we're gonna follow them around for eight seasons or <laughs> like i don't know did they just move there did they have a friend that just moved there? So then that's why this established couple potentially is helping them out or something. Maybe they just got married. Maybe they're newlyweds. Mm-hmm. I feel like I never thought they were that young, but I was like a kid. So I think they were probably our age now. Like that's what they're supposed to be in yeah. the show. Yeah. I would guess. And so in, like, I think as like 30s. a seven to 10 year old, I was like, those are old people living in new york (laughs) so that's gonna be sad when i now see (laughs) helen hunt and paul reiser from 1992 and be like oh they're so young (laughs) paul reiser looking like a baby (laughs) oh man um i mean yeah jimmy you saw this show every once in a while like yeah i have it on (laughs) some somebody i don't know my dad my mom somebody um, at some point, for some reason, this show was on, and I remember thinking it was thinking it was funny. 
Um, I don't know how that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I would have understood whatever humor was happening in this show. But do love me some Paul Reiser, you know? He's in Stranger Things now. Is he in like a? Is he in a some sort of superhero movie as like an accountant or something? <laughs> I feel uh, like Paul Reiser know. would be in like a Marvel movie, but like he does, he's not, he doesn't do anything. You know, he just he's like the guy that helps them do stuff. I do not believe he's in a Marvel movie. Uh, I think I would know that. Oh, that's right, he's, he's Burke in, in Aliens. <laughs> that's he, weird, right? He's the, he's the douche who basically screws them all and aliens mm. oh yeah yeah i remember that he's like the yeah uh, from the company isn't, isn't that what they're called the company anyway be. sounds right to me but uh, like 89. i'm not a i'm not a paul riser aficionado why not 86 maybe i will become one maybe i will become one um okay so here's the deal Paul Reiser is, now that I said it, I'm going to just make him. He's an accountant <laughs> in New York City. He's pretty lame. His wife, uh, Helen Hunt, probably named, I don't know, like Susan, is um, she's some sort of art student or graduate. Maybe she runs an art gallery. And then they have a puppy. Uh, I don't remember the dog's name is. Let's say his name is... Uh, sparky and they have a friend who from their hometown of columbus ohio just moved to new york and so the first episode is them getting into town with baggage their bags and maybe some emotional baggage as well and then silly things ensue maybe they're trying to hide something from their friend like paul just uh i don't know I was going to say, like, they just found out they're pregnant, but, like, that's no way that's <laughs> happening in the first episode. First episode. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's just that. It's just, like, silly apartment antics with their brand new friend who will become a reoccurring character on the show. Boom. Reason okay. to uh, reason to be there, I guess. I don't know. What do you guys think? First episode. What's going to happen? I think... Um... I think they're not married yet, and that's the there's like conflict with like Helen's what did you call her Susan? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> um, her like family or something like that they, they can't know they're like living in sin. She's like uh-huh. moving in. <laughs> I think that's the conflict. What did you say? Paul? Sp- when you gonna marry Susan? <laughs> that's like someone one of their moms. <laughs> So Sparky, what kind of dog do you think Sparky is? I think he's like a like a lab, like a golden retriever Ooh, maybe or something. In New York. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, I think it's a bigger dog that shouldn't probably be living in like a tiny New York apartment. <laughs> a dog that needs a yard is d- exactly the kind of dog I think it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I uh, hey, I I mean, right away I can tell you I'm pretty impressed. The first episode has a title. Mm. Wow. Way to go. Did you go, Paul Reiser? Apparently, he's one of the creators of this show as well. He's one of the writers of the theme song too. Really, Paul I Reiser? cannot remember yeah. the theme song. 
Oh, I feel like the theme song is the only thing I remember about this show. Yeah, the theme song's banging, Jimmy. Wait <laughs> for it. Hmm. I got it in my head. Yeah, wow, created by Paul Reiser. Guy really wanted a job. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, I mean, hey, we got some ideas. We know who's in it. Well, at least two people. Uh, let's find out what happens in this first episode, and then we'll go over that. Ooh, the first episode was called, I went away from it. It's called Romantic Improvisations. Could Jimmy be right? Could they be hiding, not being married? Find <laughs> out next. So. We'll be back after that. And we're back. We're done with the first episode of Mad About You. And Jimmy, I got a question for you. Uh-oh. Tell me, do you, you got a write-up for, uh, no, I don't, I can't do the, now, before you give us a write-up though, like, come on, that intro song, it's yeah, a banger. Great. Yeah. Did you instantly remember it, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, once the lyrics started, it was all familiar, but I like wouldn't have been able to recall it off the top of my head if you asked. <laughs> I, I will say that in the, in the era of like intro songs becoming short or just like almost non-existent like lost is always like the example that I like think about when people learn that you don't want a 45 second minute long like song introducing the show every single time like TGIF did and whatnot back in the day but sometimes those old ones like uh, Mad About You they're really great to hear every once in a while but 167 episodes worth of like a minute of a song, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a write-up for us then? Yeah, I do. Um, so season one, episode one of Mad About You, Romantic Improvisations. Paul and Jamie B- uh, Buckman? Is that right? Butch, Butchman, probably. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> Butchman. <laughs> <laughs> They're young urban newlyweds who try to sustain their marital bliss while sidestepping the hurdles of love in the 90s. When their planned evening alone turns into an impromptu dinner party, Paul and Jamie prove to be very resourceful in finding quality time together when they bang it out in the kitchen. <laughs> As they do. All of their cats. Are yeah, they? I mean, right away, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that was when they were uh, banging in the kitchen and they were throwing pots and there was like maybe like a little hint at a moan. It was like, this is an NBC show? Yeah. In the 90s? Well, I think it's this okay. Guy. It's okay Night because time. they're married. Oh, <laughs> so, if this is a first date, that would not have been acceptable exactly, is what you're saying? yeah. Got it. No, they're married, so it's square with the Lord. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> it's okay to bang it out while four of your friends this, are in the other room. This yeah, was yeah. probably the most the the most uh, you know approved <laughs> like homey show on the network at night. <laughs> like this kind of stuff happened all the time on Friends, and no one was married. <laughs> yeah, I guess even Fraser is <laughs> getting it in with a lot of ladies, and he's not married. It's true. It was the hair, though. That's what got Frasier all those, all that, <laughs> all that play. <laughs> mm. The Frasier cut. 
the Fraser cut. The frullet. Women, women, it's undeniable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, first impressions. What do you guys? What do you guys think about rewatching a little bit of Mad About You? I mean, my my like impression from like the first five minutes is that it's wild to see, um, like a show where there's like a couple talking about how they can't like find any like time to themselves. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, when all we have is that that exact scenario. Yeah. uh yeah. yeah i mean yeah i, I haven't been a, yeah. i haven't been alone in a year <laughs> but and yet you've been so alone in the whole year <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! God. those are my inner problems not for the world to know joe so, so but yeah it just just like, like a couple cannot like there's just people coming over all the time and like they cannot find time for just the two of them that's pretty funny to watch in uh well i guess not 2020 anymore but 2021 now um yeah still interesting though for sure but yeah so yeah that's the central conflict is they um they're married they uh the magic is gone the magic is gone and they've got all these things going on with their jobs and careers and their friends and family they got to deal with a dog (laughs) Exactly. We never heard the dog's name, did we? No. I don't think so. I think just it was the just dog. laying on the ground next to their friend uh, Selby. 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 Everyone's got a Selby. Every man's got a Selby. <laughs> <laughs> like a bachelor, like a gross bachelor friend who won't leave. Yeah, Selby is Paul Reiser's like single friend. Um. And he's still like very much a bachelor. Now that I think about it, I don't think I have a Selby, but I think I've definitely like been the Selby to a lot of different couples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like they're like yeah. either married or like in, you know, long term relationship and I'm like friends with both of them, but I'm just here hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there's one weird thought about being in a long term relationship, uh, which we all are in, that I thought was weird to me and maybe i'm an insane person (laughs) but they both got up at the exact same time Mm -hmm. and they both went to bed at the exact same time Mm -hmm. and that baffles me (laughs) yeah even in you know aside from that in the morning they like sync up their morning routine and they're both catching the subway at the same time yeah, they were both like trying to wait. Like uh, he was like, "Oh my god, why aren't you like ready to go?" Mm-hmm. And it's like you're not even going to the same spot. Yeah, you're not <laughs> even like, like not. It's not like you're driving together. Yeah, you're not <laughs> driving for sure, right? You're in New York. <clears throat> yeah, like you're almost for surely yeah. not even driving. Yeah, like if you gotta go, you can just go. She'll catch the next train. It'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like I, for the most part, it's probably even would be odd if they were even taking the same train. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, but no, I mean, uh, me and Claire have completely separate schedules. Yeah, I have completely, I'm, I'm on the opposite as well. I couldn't imagine, we would both, me and Lindsay would both be like, we'd, we'd hate each other if we, like one of us was going to bed at the, like the time that the other one <laughs> wanted to kind of thing. Or even just like had to shower like in and around the same time. Yeah, it's like the beauty of it. It's Oof. like completely different schedules. Like, 
you know it's nice. within you know it's 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 within an like an hour ish kind of like a couple hours mm-hmm. depending on the day because yeah it's like that that frees everything <clears throat> up i've had roommates and i've woken up you know for like work at the same time and it's just like get out of the it's my bathroom time Mm -hmm. (laughs) travis (laughs) i wasn't gonna say his name jimmy i hope you're listening you but i hope you're listening you selby (laughs) i was gonna say i think total selby (laughs) oh man selby move i think i spent my 20s being a selby to to somebody (laughs) to several couples yeah to several Once you're a Selby to one couple, you're a Selby to like several. Yeah, you're you're just you're just the royal Selby to the world, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, because um, once Selby leaves, he's being Selby to somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> uh, also, then we, uh, you know, before we kind of get into like I guess the meat and potatoes of the episode, uh, their New York apartment is insane. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. much classic, that, classic '90s New York apartment, just huge. That yeah. kitchen. It's, uh, like, it's supposed to be Manhattan, right? So, you know. I'm just, like, trying to figure out how expensive a, an apartment with the, the kitchen the size of, like, two bedrooms. <laughs> and then their living room that had, like, a dining room, a sitting area, and, like, a TV sitting area. Mm-hmm. Like, li- all, all again, which mm-hmm. is big enough for Selby to bike in circles. Yeah, he's yeah, he's biking around. <laughs> that alone. Around. I don't have that much room in my apartment here. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. There's enough space in the kitchen for seven people to, like, congregate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there'd be no problem either, yeah. you know? It, it's not like they'd be shoulder to shoulder either. Everyone would be spread out. They could all, like, have their arms wide and not touch anybody. Mm-hmm. There's enough. huge There's enough apartment. space for sex. <laughs> yeah. That's already oh, bigger you, than a New York kitchen. Jimmy, there was, enough, there was enough space for an orgy in that kitchen. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how big it yeah, was. Yeah, there was. If, uh, hey, Jimmy, if they were all married, it would be yeah. fine, though. So. All married to each other? Whatever. Hey, uh, yeah. no judgment here, man. I don't care who you marry. I don't, all right, I'm I just... don't care if you marry a, a duck or 10 people. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> this is a commune. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> All right. Should we name some characters? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So we have Paul Reiser, who plays Paul. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic 90s sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Helen Hunt, who is Jamie. Right? I didn't actually write that down, but I'm pretty sure I read yeah, that. Why does, why does Paul get to keep his name, but Helen's got to change her name? <laughs> Fight the patriarchy. Yeah, right? What That's the some fuck patriarchy bullshit right there. Yeah. She could just as she could just as easily be a Helen. That's Jamie is is not any better than Helen. I don't want to offend any of our Paul viewers out there, but like Helen's a better name than Paul, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Shove it, Paul. Thanks Helen for listening. Hunt Keep also, going, Jimmy. She's one of those people like her. Her name could just always be Helen in every thing. She's the same character. In everything she's ever been in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can you can at me about that. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter verse. Okay, then we have Sister Lisa, 
um, who's kind of neurotic. N- not a nun. She's just Helen Hunt's sister in the show. Sister Lisa. Helen Hunt. <laughs> sister Lisa. <laughs> the good sister. Uh, and and she's played by Anne Ramsey, who is uh, who is Helen in A League of Their Own. Huh. <laughs> and, are we just watching a bunch of shows with a league of their own people in it? <laughs> yeah, so a few weeks ago we watched Monk with um Ah, what's her character? That she's the one who's there's no crying in baseball, but Helen, she's the one who she can't read in A League of Their Own. Yeah. But we also watched and They teach her how to read and write. Glow that had Gina Davis in it too. Oh yeah, you're right. Hmm. Wow. What season is this? This is A League of Their Own season. <laughs> season seven a league of their own we need to do a tom hanks series i guess we just named the first and lasties first and lasties seven a league of their own <laughs> yeah uh, is madonna right. in a series um i'm sure she is then we have um oh th- so we we mentioned selby paul's bachelor friend then we have their friends who we're not really sure where they're coming from. Neither of them, they don't seem to really be, really be very close with this couple, mm-hmm. but yet they're considered friends and invite them to dinner parties. Uh, and that's Mark and Fran. And Mark is played by Richard Kind, which is fun. Yeah, I like that. So hopefully we see. And he's just, he's just like, in every sitcom that's ever been made, I assume. <laughs> it's about right. He's also, isn't he, uh, is he Ham in the Toy Story movies? <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so that was everybody? Mm-hmm. So, so the, this, the, yeah, the, the episode starts out with them, like Helen or Jamie, sorry, is like, we haven't, we haven't done it in a while. And then they kind of start, and then they figure out that they have to have, they're supposed to have their friends over tonight. They kind of decide that they're going to cancel that so they can bang. That's pretty much like the premise of what they're going to do. And then the issue comes later when Paul gets home. And her sister's there, and then they have just like this really petty fight. <laughs> I feel like, mm-hmm. like I don't know about you guys, but I'm like I've never had a fight like that before. That's just it seemed so useless and didn't matter. And he was like, "I'm gonna call Selby and make him come over because you have your sister over, and I'm just salty and have low self-esteem or something i don't know i was like chill out dude like she's gonna leave everything's gonna be fine but then it show uh happens to be that neither one of them called who mark and fran and canceled so mark and fran showed up for their dinner party date thing and now they have all four of their friends over for dinner Mm -hmm. so they have sex in the kitchen instead (laughs) Well, and like Helen Hunt, like had planned this like frozen lasagna, that like yeah. clearly is like a like a two person frozen lasagna. <laughs> um, right, I was planning right. to make that, and all of a sudden there's eight people there. No, six, six, right? Yeah, yeah. There were six people. Um, so she's like taking a rolling pin to it to try to flatten this frozen lasagna out. Which appeared to be yeah, working, we- although I don't know how good it would be anymore. 
<laughs> it's flatter. It's like flat frozen lasagna. <laughs> Definitely flatter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe. I think in the end when they like, when, after they did it in the kitchen and everyone left and like everything kind of worked out okay and they were like back in love and they like understood that you know hey sometimes your life gets busy and that's <laughs> that's really it like there's no problem here whatsoever yeah i was trying to gather Besides, what's like the lesson or like not even lesson but like what was the progression here in this story and it didn't really seem like anything really Right, and that I guess that's what I was trying to do, and that's why maybe I'm like my thought process is going where it is right now because I was trying to like make it, make it back and make it like substantial enough to mm-hmm. instead of just saying like this couple had a petty fight and then they got over it because hopefully they fa- understood that this is silly. Mm-hmm. But I was like maybe they're 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 only five months married, like they said, and there's just so much passion in their relationship that like you know they just get worked up, and that's why they can like do it on the kitchen island and like then <laughs> fall back in love or whatever mm-hmm. it's just like they just like the heat like it, it just too much it's, it's, it's like electricity it's too much <laughs> yeah. you know and so i was like okay maybe it's maybe it's that but i mean the, the show itself was funny but as an adult now watching it i'm like chill out guys come on this is fine you have a this is a bad this is it's either passion or it's a bad marriage right <laughs> like it's it's the I, I, I think mean. it's because I feel like it was almost not really like it wasn't a fight in the sense that it wasn't like something that one of them had done to the other. It was more of just like if when it's just them, things are fine. But when there's a whole lot of other stuff going around, it gets stressful. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> So it, they were dealing with regular life. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that was maybe, you know, not a lesson, but like the idea that i took out of it was like you know this is going to be a show about how like uh, shit gets hectic in life but as long as you have each other like it's fine like you Hmm. deal with it you roll out a lasagna uh (laughs) (laughs) and uh and you make do sometimes you got to roll that lasagna out you know yeah roll it out (laughs) i mean all in all, good though, good show. Maybe maybe it's nostalgia talking, but mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. So, I mean, Helen Hunt is like clearly the star here. Like Paul Reiser is fine, but like Helen Hunt is like hilarious. There's that part where she's doing an impression of Paul Reiser, like <laughs> yeah. trying to order yeah. a soup, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was that's true. That's good. Um. And then, and yeah, you get introduced to all these characters and they have like a distinct place where they fit within the like social hierarchy of, of the show. And you can kind of see where things are going. Yeah. Obviously a sitcom. Mm -hmm. So like really there's no driving plot by any means Mm -hmm. to like push you to the net. Like, oh, the Nazis took over their apartment. We got to figure out. (laughs) what happens next episode like (laughs) that's not a thing but i mean yeah they introduced a lot of characters and you're like cool we're gonna just see a lot of like tomfoolery now Mm -hmm. and it and it'll be good also i thought i kind of got a paul riser's delivery was very like seinfeld seinfeldian Mm -hmm. at points Mm. 
but the, the only thing he was missing was like smirking after every line like Seinfeld <laughs> does on the show yeah, where he like knows he's making yeah. a joke yeah yeah um yeah. I, I don't really have a problem with that but I've just like pretty much have always have some Seinfeld on at some point during a week so like I'm pretty fluent in Seinfeld so I was like sure huh <laughs> you, have a, you have a Seinfeld sensitivity I do a, a I can feel it Someone in the world, someone's watching Seinfeld. I mean, right now. Paul Reiser <laughs> was also a stand-up comedian in the '90s yeah. in New York, so <laughs> he might have picked up some stuff. Some right? I, yeah. Part of me was like, "Is this a Seinfeld thing, or is this just like just a comedian delivery hmm. type thing?" Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I didn't, you know, want to be the have to be the person to bring this up, but saw a lot of Paul Reiser's nipples. <laughs> in this episode and chest hair yeah started and finished the episode with uh a half naked paul riser yeah are you complaining <laughs> or what what's wrong i'm not not complaining he's like the okay. he's like the matthew mcconaughey <laughs> of 90 sitcoms Just gotta have a shirt off put a shirt on uh, yeah i don't know i just thought it was worth saying <laughs> Put a shirt on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just kidding. Free the nipple. <laughs> Free Paul's Free nipples. Ri- I've, Free had, the I've had enough. nipples. Funnily enough, like the the like for as much shirtless Paul Reiser we saw, like the scene where he did have a shirt was the sex scene. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Kept his clothes on. It's a it's a weird thing he does though. He he can't he can't have sex without a shirt on. It's a his thing. <laughs> but he sleeps shirtless it's like a reverse never nude <laughs> yeah he's an always he's wearing nude, a he's wearing a, tux- sex. a canadian tuxedo at all times <laughs> love it uh should we do we have any more things or should we get into predictions um i was just gonna gonna uh um check back in on the Richard kind thing it was way off. It was oh. a totally different Disney Pixar that he's in. He's in inside out. I was thinking of, Oh, because ham is, is, um, John Ratzinger, right? He's cliff from cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but T-Rex, I think is who I was thinking of, but that's Wallace Shawn, who is like, he's like Vizzini and in a mm-hmm. uh, princess bride and stuff. He was which in similar voices. Ish. He played Bookworm in Toy Story 3. That's what Wikipedia says. Oh. Toy Story 3. Bookworm. Yeah, I don't the remember hell who is that is. Bookworm? No idea. <laughs> uh, huh. Huh. Cool. Well, so I wasn't way off. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you're fair. Um, Joe, can you explain what we did a little special for predictions here? tonight yeah um when i was researching the show i accidentally read the description for the finale episode just like the amazon one sentence description and i thought it'd be more one for part one it's a two-parter um and i thought it'd be more fun to uh like that all of us know that description for the last episode before we actually make our predictions because it does kind of inform like just the setting a little bit. So the last two episodes are called the final frontier part one and two. Uh, and the description for part one says 
in 2028 now remember this show ended um actually aired may 23rd 1999 this finale aired um but so it says in 2028 paul and jamie's daughter reflects on her first 29 years of life so it's a 29 year old in 2028 like reflecting on the events of her life from the year essentially the year 2000 on to eight years from now (laughs) yeah so we get to see some future stuff right uh before we do predictions also right away when the show started and we were listening to the theme song that they say like we'll take you to the final frontier or something like (laughs) that and i was right when i heard that again i was like one of my predictions is going to be they go to the final frontier Mm-hmm. But they just then I was like, "Oh Star shit!" Joe made Space. me look at the last episode, and that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't know what that prediction would have meant. I didn't make it. I do have a special prediction based on that. Okay. Um. So I'm just gonna do mine right now. How about that? Yeah. Number one. So based spaceship. on memories, I feel like I see Paul Reiser as a baseball man. Okay. And I so I think hmm. one of them. I think they have a memory of Paul Reiser at a baseball game. Okay. okay. Um, number two, Paul Reiser. Well, Paul and Jamie. By the end of these two, they're both dead. Oh, <laughs> well, that's that's so not true. That can't be true. That can't be true. Never mind. Why can't it not Why? be true? Why not? Oh, they could be dead then. Twenty twenty eight. I'm just saying. Well, because so I was thinking thirty years the, after the well, finale. They, there's a 2019 like the revival. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 sure. And I would, I don't know when that takes place. I guess, but mm-hmm. I guess they can't be before dead before 2028. Hasn't happened yet. <sighs> yeah, they could die in 2028. <laughs> All right, I'm sticking with it. They're both dead. Okay, they could have 10 more seasons before they die, dude. Yeah, I totally could. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I'm okay. You're okay. They're both dead now. <laughs> um, number two, I think there's a scene in this in one of the finales uh, episodes where someone gets covered. Like in in goo or like sauce <laughs> or liquid sauce. or like Nickelodeon slime. I don't know. Okay, like someone get gets slimed. like yeah, someone gets slimed essentially okay. by something. Double dare. Not a little spill. Like they get they get gooed All right. from the top down. We'll be the judge. Um, uh, number four, blimp uh, slash hot air balloon. Okay, because I feel like a hot air balloon's a little bit more likely. But <laughs> so I'm gonna add, I'm adding that. Perfect strangers, Josh. I know, I know. Okay, um, I added a fifth one. Deal with it. I'm going with it because <laughs> this blimp one's never happening, so I'm adding another one. My fifth one is directed solely at the fact that this episode is called The Final Frontier. There is a Patrick Stewart cameo because mm, space gosh, is the final know. frontier. They did have a lot These of cameos. These are the voyages of the so. Star Trek. Mad about you. Enterprise. <laughs> That's a different network though but I, I understand but I that. see it I don't think he's on as Captain Picard I just think <laughs> that Patrick Stewart yeah. makes an appearance Pat Stew himself yeah Pat Stew <laughs> Sir Pat Stew <laughs> so those... Sir Patty Stew yikes alright Joe those you are mine. Go? those are mine yeah I'll go Patty Stew mad about you got it um <laughs> I have that uh it's a very we were talking about in the first part that there's just a lot of New York shows on NBC at this point. Um 
So I think they lean more into the New Yorkness, and somebody gets a New York slice, possibly mm. Sbarro. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think in kind of their futuristic stuff, I think someone uses a video phone. I think that's <laughs> the type of technology Ooh. they're envisioning up in 1999. Um, I think there's a reference to uh, President Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that they would have dreamed up in 1999. Um, and I think they had mentioned that Paul was a filmmaker of some sort in the fr- in the first episode. Sure seemed so. He had a lot yeah, of I mean, uh, electronics. He definitely mentioned editing till two in the morning. Yeah. Oh. Um. So I think Paul wins an Oscar. Ooh, nice. Uh, has. Has he ever won an Oscar? I don't in think real so. Life? I think, so that's my four. Maybe an cool. Emmy. Yeah, he had like a whole wall of small, different sized tube TVs <laughs> and and VHS, not VCRs is what I was looking for. Uh, okay, so I am assuming based on this daughter looks back thing that it's just a big clip show. <laughs> just two episodes of clip show we're watching both right you said <laughs> yes yeah, yeah yeah we're watching same both. aired the same day so Correct. i think we see the daughter doing various things so i think we see her learning to ride a bike in you know in busy new york so that that would be interesting mm-hmm. i think we see daughter goes to prom like fast forward to high school i think we see daughter getting married and maybe that's like a this uh, part of this actual like real time, you know. And then I think maybe I assume a uh, uh, clip show is a dog funeral Aww. because there ain't no way the dog lived forty years kill, or whatever. Kill the kill the people. Don't kill the dog. Someone, there's got to be a wedding. There's got to be a funeral. If it's not, if it's not <laughs> Jamie and Paul, it's mystery dog. You gotta be the <clears throat> dog. So sad. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> let's get into it then. Let's watch the final two-parter episode of Mad About You. It was called The Final Frontier. Also, just fun fact, directed by and written by Patrick Helen Stewart. Hunt. Oh, Oh, cool. Nice. Paul Reiser and Victor Levine, Levin, they also helped write it, but mm-hmm. it was it was fully directed by Helen Hunt, according to Wikipedia, which is dope. Cool. Hmm. So, all right, we'll get into that. We'll see you after that. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt in the starship Mad About You. <laughs> Jimmy, do you have a write-up? Yeah. Um here here's what I have for the whole two-parter episode. Flash forward a number of years, Mabel is a grown filmmaker showing a documentary of her parents' lives over the past 20 years. Married or not, separated or not, Mabel blames her parents for her own current life. That's the IMDb. She needs, Mabel needs to take some responsibility for herself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and 
and she does at the at the very end. <laughs> She's like, but I but I'm actually, I'm I'm cool. <laughs> Don't worry. But yeah, this was a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot that goes on. I don't know if you guys did you take notes or we might need to find a better write up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So instantly, uh, Paul and Jamie find out they they run into this guy who ministered their their wedding, and mm-hmm. um, turns out he was not a real minister, and their and their whole. Um, married life has been illegitimate. Mm-hmm. And so then it's basically kind of unravels from there. They go, they decide it's their anniversary that day. They decide to go um, find a justice of the peace who is Tim Conway, who's a legend and is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, he's in like McHale's Navy in like the 60s. I mean, this, this guy's, he's been around. Um. And then right before uh, they're, they're um, saying I do at, at the whatever DMV, I don't know where they are, um, she, Jamie leaves Paul at the altar after seven years and a child. Is that right? Yep. She just, you know, you know. She, she, I feel like she was like being superstitious about it. She was like, ah, oh, I was thinking about it too hard. And like everything up until now has worked out while we're not married. So maybe we don't, we don't need to be married. And like, I don't think it's a good idea. She's a little neurotic, but that's just her <laughs> character. You know, classic Jamie. She's overthinking it. Why are question you overthinking about, it? question with you guys, because in, in my mind, they were like, oh, we're not really married. We thought we were married this whole time. I mean, number one is like, they try to cover their bases. Like we know. didn't really fill out the paperwork when we got like officially married like that one time. And it's like, then you just like, you knew you weren't married then. Right. Like you didn't ever fill out real paperwork to be married. Yeah. Like, but she somehow got her name changed still. Yeah. Right. It's like, you do that. Okay. So, yeah. yeah so there was, it doesn't was really add up. It It's sitcom add up. Right. Sitcom adds up, but sitcom math. I mean, so like you both, you are married five years from now. If you found out that you like somehow aren't really married, are you, is your whole life illegitimate now? Like somehow, like is, is it the end of the world or, I mean, if if, if something did like screw up, like all that stuff, that's, that's, that's been, that's in the mail. So like, as far as the state (laughs) knows, we're married, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're married in your hearts, right? You know? I I married <laughs> I I married <laughs> a couple and like I thought like am I like legitimate like to do this cuz <laughs> cuz the paperwork that I got wasn't super like <laughs> I'm not, I don't super <laughs> know that I'm can actually you know but the whole power invested in me thing like I feel like what I got from the state was not super official looking and legitimate. <laughs> so what you're saying is you might be doing this to a couple currently. <laughs> I'm more nervous about marrying other people than I am about my own marriage. I'll just say that <laughs> what I got was more official for my marriage. <laughs> so you're someone's Selby and someone's Lenny. <laughs> 
and in all fairness, Jimmy, here's the deal. I signed your marriage papers. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. So it's your fault. So if you're not married, it's probably because I wrote P.P. McButtface as my signature on your marriage certificate. <laughs> did you did not read that when I did that? The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a big deal in a way, but it's also just like kind of like mostly I, I would feel a non-issue and like a comical like, huh, that's ridiculous. I mean, obviously we're like we're married, but like I guess we'll just have to go get something signed eventually again. I mean, if you really want to get into it and it's like, like, oh, according to the government, we're not married, then it's like you probably got tax breaks and stuff. You probably owe money now. For seven, for seven <laughs> years, they were filing their taxes as being married. Like, that's my biggest thing. Like, you didn't get audited yet? I mean, who gets audited, you know? I, I don't know. All my friends don't lie on their taxes, as far as I know. Psh. Everybody lies on their taxes. Nobody's getting out of it. <laughs> you know, it's oh, all man. rounded up. Uh, I submit this <laughs> to the court as evidence. Exhibit A for Jimmy's tax audit for 2021. You know I never saved those receipts. Yeah, I ain't got no receipts for you. <laughs> um, so, okay, yeah, that's one. And then there's this whole vasectomy thing that they go through oh right which that's a big deal (laughs) (laughs) yeah in in a lot in a lot of different ways like paul gets a vasectomy but then it's helen and lisa her sister lisa are there and lisa says stuff to helen and like she like changes her mind while he's getting his vasectomy then they decide to reverse the vasectomy Mm mm-hmm and then she's there again. The, the two ladies are there again in the waiting room. And Lisa says something to Helen that makes her want to then reverse the reversal. Mm-hmm. And then presumably there's a plan then that he goes and gets his vasectomy again. So he then is back to having a vasectomy officially. But he like never does it. And he like lies about it. Mm-hmm. That's like apparently super messed up. Right? <laughs> yeah, it seems like an important thing to just kind of gloss over. It's like, oh yeah, I got that done. Like that's some like crime stuff, isn't it? Though, like it, it's <laughs> not even like maybe maybe in late nineties that can be a comedic thing, but like I don't think like lying about getting a vasectomy is comedy. Yeah, lying actually. about birth control. Yeah, that's. Mm. That becomes some sort of, like, literal crime. (laughs) Well, and, like, it's not, like, she would know if he had a surgery and, like, was recovering. (laughs) She would have to drive him to and from the hospital. (laughs) I mean, you would think. I mean, I know in, like, 2020, like, vasectomies are, like, a like you go in you walk out kind of thing but like who knows in like the late 90s early 2000s like what the proceed you know mm. maybe it's just he's probably needs help he's walking like he needs help yeah in the other two scenes yeah that's what i'm basing it on <laughs> yeah yeah hmm yeah so yeah that stuff happens in that's like a few years later 2005 or so 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie finds out because oh, and so so the whole time, um, what's her name, Mabel, um, played by Janine Garofalo. Yeah, she's telling all of this. Um, she's like narrating, and and I mean, and you see her as well, and all of this is kind of not in a sequential like chronology chronological order. Mm-hmm. It's jumping all over the place, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And then, so then at some point, um, because there's also like intermixed like fun happy memories of childhood, like the puppy, the the dog had puppies, and they're like making little takes tapes to like um come get this come get a puppy you know um mm-hmm. and, and interspliced with all of a sudden um Jamie finds out that he didn't get the reversal reversal vasectomy because she's pregnant and now she's like pissed and probably really scared yeah. and like I think what? she said remarkably pregnant which I think was like a funny way to describe yeah. <laughs> Levels of pregnancy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very, yeah. Great way to say that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So she's pregnant. She loses it. Mm -hmm. Do things happen in between? There's like a a comedic thing where their uh, apartment is mistakenly um, like in like an open house thing or something. People keep coming to see their apartment, which is Mm -hmm. not actually... You know, they're not. Yeah. I don't know 100% sure if this is right, but those like that, like British couple that came over at one point, they were like, oh, is it true you're moving out? I feel like they're like their neighbors, but instead of like a Kramer situation like Seinfeld, they're like, they don't get along at all. And it's like this like back and forth between their neighbors. And I think it's a thing that their neighbors want their their apartment. Mm hmm. If I if I am remembering that right, there was a lot of people like in the first episode. I was like, I don't recognize a lot of these people besides like Mark and Fran, like Selby. I didn't really recognize him. And then in this episode, like the guy that was like, um, doing Mabel's first like v- movie with the dogs, mm-hmm. who was at the little table, oh, yeah. and then and then that that guy, they didn't really say his name, but his name is Ira. Is that Paul's brother? Is that who that is? I don't. Yeah, I don't know what like their relationship cousin, is. Cousin, I think. Oh, cousin. Because yeah. what? Yeah, he had referred to Paul's mom as aunt something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when when the show when the show was on and I was uh, a young lad and happened to be on TV every once in a while, those are the people in the show that I remember. Mm-hmm. So all the extra characters. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so this is we're, the vasectomy, pregnancy, miscarriage storyline, mm-hmm. and then there's also the storyline about um, where Paul's dad passes away, um, right? And like his mother is now a widow, and that's kind of like a smaller, just like vignette that happens in the middle, like where they're at the funeral, something happens with the apartment, um. And then there's like a yeah. They move to the British people's apartment, uh huh, because it's bigger. 
I don't know that I... (laughs) I just kind of left it there because I don't really know what I have to say about that other than like that was a thing that happened because <laughs> it was just yeah, kind that, of a that like funeral thing was kind of like oh yeah also his dad's dead like it was just like trying to add like some sad stuff on to like yeah their eventual like separation that pretty much came next mm-hmm. I think yeah that's what I'm they... trying to figure out because I think that that his dad passing away was like 2015 and then is the next thing the them splitting up? I yeah, think. maybe maybe chron- maybe chronologically, I think that would be it. Yeah, because I, I, I guess the, the last thing that we that we see in flashback is 2021 when Mabel has a movie premiere that Jamie and Paul are at, and it seems like they hadn't seen each other in a long time, and they kind of get back together at the premiere. But yeah. I couldn't place how long it's been since they split up. Yeah. Probably a few No, years. I don't think I could either. I was thinking maybe it wasn't that long. Like maybe okay. it was just like for a few months or something. Okay. But yeah, I it's like very hard to tell. I, I tried I, to find like a better down. write-up with some timeline stuff, but I couldn't find anything. Because <laughs> yeah. I have to watch it again. <laughs> yep. When you go through and watch all of Mad About You, um, let us know. But yeah, at some point they split up and Paul leaves um, Jamie because he had said that she had turned unkind and she had changed. Mm. They were not super kind to each other in the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> it was passion, Jimmy. It's all about passion. Right. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. So yeah, and then they get back together at the uh at the premiere and it kind of similar to the first episode. I'm not really sure like there is a conflict out of something I'm not really sure and then it get res- gets resolved in a way that I'm not also not really sure about. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, you mean it, Joe, it helps if you watch the whole show, but like who's got time for that kind of crap? I guess, but I also guess I assume that they're like mostly you know, happy together for the majority of the show. They, if they don't split up until, yeah, no, I don't think twenty I would years after like, the show ends. <laughs> yeah, I would assume in like the set, the third to last episode, they're not like there's inklings of them breaking yeah. up. Let's talk about it more. Like, yeah, I don't think any of that's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily that important how long they were separated or whatever. I think it's just like the fact that it happened and then they seemingly got back together because mm-hmm. love conquers all. Um, I think the show ended in like a pretty like, Oh, everyone's happy. Like they raised their kid and their kids like eccentric and it's funny and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But the whole meat and potatoes of the episode was a very different kind of like sitcom finale. You know, very like serious comedy. Is that a, a genre? Serious comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I gotcha. You know, just dramedy, really, in a way. Uh, and I, I think I liked it just because it felt a lot different than like. I mean, anything like Friends isn't going to do that. Like mm-hmm. Seinfeld, Frasier didn't do it. It just felt it felt like really serious, but just like hints of funny within it but it felt more serious than anything yeah Yeah. um 
yeah and i think bouncing around between the different timelines while while i didn't get all of it quite straight i think that worked to kind of keep it flowing um yeah i was gonna say it kind of reminded me of uh the finale of how i met your mother where they jump you know they kind of do the same thing where they go from where the finale leaves off and skip ahead years and just like kind of touch on things that happened over those decades. Um, although it, it just, I think it was just done better in mad about you with maybe the balance that you were talking about where it was drama with like bits of comedy. Um, whereas I think the how I met your mother finale was more of comedy with like random bits of drama that were just thrown in out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I guess I would assume that Janine Garofalo was only in these two episodes of the show. I would think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she wouldn't be, but even like the teen was like only in these. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I would assume that as well, but like just Janine Garofalo's like her, just only her like talking to the camera as if it was her like documentary that she was making. Mm -hmm. I think just like that, like action that acting that she did like being funny and like over and it should being like an extravagant like child that i was like ah my parents fucked me up but this is the story of them this is crazy mm-hmm. like her kind of like stuff and then going into like serious stuff that was happening with like paul and jamie i think that made i think that's what like really helped it like flow and be funny but then let it be serious in 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 the flashbacks i guess or yeah. flashbacks yeah maybe it is that structure of having a host or yeah. narrator that helps hmm. that's what i was trying to say the the structure mm-hmm. worked well for me yeah the yeah great job helen hunt <laughs> uh yeah i mean for a sitcom finale there's a lot to direct here so yeah yeah, for a sitcom finale, it just it felt like it had a little bit more substance. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like just the fact that so things scenes were out of chronological order, which is why it's kind of hard to piece together <laughs> after just watching it. But like it was all held together by narrator, and then also it was always centered around it always was coming back to her Mabel's um, like film premiere, whatever it was. Cause mm-hmm. we like saw a little blip of that, of the like sister and people like family members getting arriving there and talking about how they're going to like make Paul and Jamie sit together because they've been separated and then several scenes go by and then like then they actually come and it's awkward and they sit down by each other and then several scenes you know go by and that that whole part is like kind of you know the whole plot of the show is really like that's the the main part is that they they meet again and that they're then they like kiss and get back together in the theater but like so much else happens during that like one scene spread out over two episodes. Yeah. Well done. Into it. What else has she directed? I don't know. I wonder if she directed episodes of like the revival from 2019. 
Yeah, I good, bet. good question. Yeah, it, I like when uh, you know actors seem to start like a show, and then as the show goes on, like in later seasons, some of those actors become like directors and writers, and mm-hmm. like they that they they start doing that on their own show, and then if they like it, obviously, then in later years you see them continue on that. They're like, oh, this is great. I mean, obviously, like Ron Howard's a very good example. I don't know if like. He was a kid, uh, but like you know, I bet he got the Child taste for directing, it. While uh, Andy Griffith, well, no, but yeah, obviously not <laughs> when he was got on the some Andy ideas. Show. <laughs> but like he was an actor Bye. on it, and then he probably got like, oh, what are these other guys doing? I want to like learn how to do this. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I mean, he just wasn't old enough to be able to do it on that show. But happens a lot, and it's good to know. It's it's cool to see, like, because I didn't know Helen Hunt like wrote that stuff or even like directed stuff. And I was like, this is good. So, and I already thought Helen Hunt was the bomb.com. <laughs> so yeah, she's just, got some, she's got just some a director credits, just she another nail in the Christmas episode of this is us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas I mean, that's this a big is show. Us. All right. That's a big Joe get. It's a, it's a holiday show. So yeah. Joe's in. Uh, final thoughts on Mad About You? What do you guys think? Is it worth it? I mean, I'm interested. Like, like I said, this this show's been on my kind of my shortlist for a long time. Um, but it also just kind of makes me want to watch Twister. <laughs> oh, I wanted to watch Twister from minute one of this show. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Bill, uh, Bill Paxton. I always get him yeah. and Bill Pullman confused. But Bill, I mean, Bill I Paxton. would say, I would say this. I'm into, I'm into Mad About You. I don't think I would ever turn Mad About You off. But I'm not a hundred percent sure I would turn it on. Mm. You know, like, I, mm. it seems like a good like dinner watch. You know, watch an episode while you eat dinner or something. If you're a TV family, but um, yeah. fall, that's kind of where I'm at. Sleep show. Yeah, it was great. I've had my time with it. I watched some of it. I thought it was good. I'm really glad I got to actually like watch this last episode. It's probably where I'm gonna leave Mad About You, but I would say if people are interested in it, I think it's a really good sitcom, and I think it deserves a chance if you are interested in watching it. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. It's a very interesting first and last. Um, beyond that, I just don't have an impression of the show itself that I need to go watch particular episodes. Um, I mean, Joe, you're for sure going to now put this in your like holiday repertoire, I bet. Yeah. Let you know. Look out, um, St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to look up a <laughs> Mad About You St. Patrick's Day episode. Probably is. <laughs> 176 episodes I bet Mad About You has all the major holidays hit at least once. <laughs> mm. That would be my bet. This show is definitely like there were times in this finale at least where I was like this is Seinfeld-esque humor or this is like friends or and and I definitely thought like um how I met oh, your speaking, mother was Oh, sorry, speaking of friends. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Phoebe's sister was in it. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow. 
Yeah, Lisa Kudrow, but Ursula is Phoebe's sister. I think they right. connected the shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's her twin sister. Yeah. So that's so that's fun. So Phoebe's twin sister from Friends is their waitress, and she's a re- reoccurring character in the show. I do know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. seems, like, seems so. so. I mean, it makes sense. It's it's, it's um same network. And, same and, city. Um, <laughs> and they and those two wander into the cafe. I think in Friends. Oh really? And confuse Phoebe for Ursula. That happens. Mm. I'm pretty Makes sure. Sense, so. That's fun. I'm a big fan of things in the same universe, even if there's almost oh, yeah. no overlap in reality. Just if you like understand they're in the, if they make it like, hey, same time, friends and mad about you happening around the same time. Maybe they know each other. We're not going to go any farther, and that's it. I just think those are things. Those things are fun. So. I think I think this show and and friends have some have some um similar crossover stuff. That's cool. I can, I can I can flex with that. Uh all right, cool. Let's see how we did in predictions. How about that? Huh? Oh yeah. I'll go first like I did last time and I'll just spoil it right away. I did bad. <laughs> um I believe I got 0. Paul Reiser uh, has a they they there's a baseball game and Paul Reiser is there. That didn't happen. Um, they're both dead. <laughs> no. Uh, they're they live nope. forever. They they're not dead yet. Um, there's a scene. Oh, so uh, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna um, there's a scene where someone gets covered in goo sauce, Nickelodeon slime, whatever. It was Paul like- Reiser did get a little shoulder good it was like paint or something yeah right? i think it, i think it was like paint like i think he thought it was bird poo at first but it was actually paint <laughs> that was like that would have been a massive bird yeah yeah so yeah he gets he gets good on the shoulder he wasn't covered no what was your wording on the prediction uh s- scene where someone gets covered in goo okay i feel like covered. i was really th- yeah i mean like right, I would fine. give like a half for that because there was someone got gooed, but they weren't covered. I give a half. I'm taking a half. Okay. Um, last one was blimp or hot air balloon. That didn't happen. And uh, Sir Patty Stew was not mad about you. He mm. was not in this one. <laughs> nope. Wrong cameo. Lisa Kudrow. Pat about not, Stew. Not he. I was. I am mad. I'm mad at Stew right now. <laughs> So um, t- I'll take 0.5. Thank you for being merciful with the points. <laughs> Anytime. Um, I had someone gets a New York slice. Uh, there was in part of the clips, they they were like outside a store that was advertising pizza by the slice, but um, they didn't actually see a slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, I had someone uses a video phone. Uh, and they did have cell phone use in like 2015, I think, but wasn't a video phone. It was still a flip phone. Yeah, got that um, one wrong. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there was a <laughs> yeah, get flip phones wrong. Um, yeah. I had President Ricky Martin, and there wasn't any <laughs> political references. Uh, yeah, I mean, you said that by the way, but also is where's Ricky Martin from? <sighs> I don't know, but I, I he, figure... Is he eligible to be the president of the United States? I figure they would just change the laws for Ricky Martin. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Key Martin you know, birth look at this place. country of origin. He might be Puerto Rican. Yeah, he's Puerto Rican. Hey. Oh, cool. That counts, right? I'm I would not. I, I yes. Yeah. I mean, territory. Yeah. He I feel like it should. Uh, Puerto Ricans are American citizens. Yeah. So I w- I'm saying yes. So Ricky Martin is eligible. I'm there you go. Voting Ricky. Martin um, residents of Puerto Rico and other U.S. territories do not have voting representation in the United States Congress and are not entitled to electoral votes for president. That's not. Which is bullshit. But which go is on. complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do they get much help from the U.S. But citizens born in Guam, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands are legally defined as natural-born citizens and are hey. therefore also eligible to be elected president. Hey, you learned something tonight, listeners. <laughs> Provided they meet qualifications of age and 14 years well. residence within the United States. So it's possible that if you're born in Guam, Puerto Rico, or the Virgin Islands, you still have to live within the continental Wait, United you think States. That's what it means? I don't know. He's eligible though. He's eligible. That's all I'm saying. Ricky Martin President twenty twenty four. President Martin. <laughs> right. He's probably live a in Republican. La, live in La Vida you know that, right? White House. <laughs> all right what'd you what'd you get Joe? or was that your last um one? i had one more where is it yeah oh and that paul wins an oscar which no mention of paul's career so oh, zero yeah, total whatsoever. yeah all right but his daughter followed in the film industry she did so that's fun um mine were mostly based on clips which like it wasn't an actual clip show really for the, until the <laughs> end. Um, so daughter, we did not see Mabel riding a bike. We didn't see her going to prom. She apparently almost got married four times, but <laughs> yeah. got married zero times. So, correct. so damn it. Um, the only one I got right was that the dog is dead. God damn it, Jimmy. Yeah. The only part I mad at you were you were you were fist pumping on the video, <laughs> and the then we point. found out the dog was dead. For the point, <laughs> so she's she realizes that like in dog years, there's no way that that she just realizes like as a teen, there's no way that their dog has actually been alive this whole time. <laughs> that they've some point got a new dog without telling her, which is hilarious and probably impossible. Right, impressive. Like I, I don't think. For especially a good dog, like mannerisms, they're all di- they're different. You know, yeah. that'd be impressive to like actually dupe like <laughs> a, a, another kid. Be like, this is your dog. You like, gotta be mm. a pretty dumb kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's on you. She Mabel. can do math, but she's got no street smarts. Yeah, so so one for me. All right, cool. All right, well that'll do it for Mad About You. And we're mad about you, listeners. And if you want to be mad about us, you can hit us up at FNL Podcast on the Gmail or on the Twitter. You can give us show suggestions, talk to us about uh, your life and random things, or, you know, give Jimmy pasta eating suggestions. He's always looking for new pastas to eat. Mm. He's exhausted the carb guy. He's big. (laughs) He's big, big in the carbs. My wife's Italian, so. 
<laughs> pasta every night. So this is actually insensitive. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> uh, but so hit us up if you want to do that. And also, you're listening to us on some sort of podcast thingy. If you know you got three extra seconds, get on those stars. Hit just randomly throw your finger at them, and whatever number of stars you hit, perfect. That's how many we deserve. <laughs> And honestly, it's probably more than we do deserve. So thank you very much for even taking the time. Uh, Thank you for listening. We've got another episode for you next week. This train never stops. It's like Snowpiercer. One person's going to get that reference. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. drinking a pomplamoose lacroix no it is a raz cranberry <laughs>